0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fantasy fans from around the world, now introducing your fantasy football podcast with your hosts, Chris and Brian. It's
1: time for Fantasy (laughs)
0: Football! Woo!
1: Hey fantasy football fans, this is your fantasy football podcast and we are your hosts, Chris Fishbag Barnett. This is Brian the Moose Murray. And this is your week three show. We're getting ready to dominate again this week. Talk about what's going on in the league. After two weeks, it's fair to try to guesstimate based on trends on what backfields are going to look like. What uh, snap percentages are going to recreate themselves in the future. And also, who's going to be the target hogs for wide receivers? A lot of crucial injuries uh, happened last week that we'll get to. Uh, But Brian, where do you want to start?
0: Well, actually, um, I want to talk about the quarterback play right now between guys who, all right, look, we, we already know what Mahomes did last year. But we have guys like Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott who turned down this huge contract offer from the Cowboys in the offseason. Looks like the guy's trying to play for his money, you know. Um, he's the number two ranked quarterback right now in uh PPR leagues and fantasy. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> oh my goodness, are you kidding me? This guy has come to play. His throws are better. He's more accurate. He, you know, I I was not saying I was against him, but just looking at him last year, you know, last couple games of the year and the playoffs, just how inept he was, and you know, being able to throw the ball. But obviously, this young man has literally taken it to another level. He is the epitome of a quarterback that you want this year. Lamar Jackson can not only run the ball, but he can throw it, and he's been accurate. Um, he's got some playmakers around him, Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown, the rookie. Um, he, He's, I don't know, man. I mean, you tell me. I mean, we have some great play going on right now from quarterbacks who we didn't expect it from before, but now they've come to light and come you know, come full-blown.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a cheat code. If you were lucky enough to pick him up, you know, later in your draft, absolutely, 100%. I mean, like, essentially, he's probably your quarterback, too. Or if you punted the position, you got him, you know, uh, later in rounds if you were smart to pull the trigger. You know, before it was, you know, the double-digit rounds, then you you probably nabbed him, and you're going to win your league this year with that kind of draft. I mean, like he's going to put up gaudy numbers every single week because of his skill set. And I got to hand it to the coaching staff for creating the plays around him that cater to his natural abilities. I mean, like in week two, he ran the ball like we saw last year in addition to throwing it all over the field. Like uh, if he continues this kind of dual threat production uh, you're, you're going to the playoffs like it doesn't really matter what you did the rest of your draft I mean so uh, congratulations um, you know pop that champagne you know and start <laughs> you know preparing for the seriously start preparing for the playoffs because he's gonna carry you he's gonna well, carry you there
0: he's gonna carry you there I believe you in that Chris but at the same time it's still early barring injuries and that's the main thing is staying healthy throughout the year um, but yeah, yeah, Speaking no, of which, I mean, injuries right. have
1: been oh,
0: out of
1: control. <laughs> Are uh, you kidding me? So The blood gods go have been very thirsty. The second
0: quarterbacks this week. We're talking about Big Ben, done, out for the season. Drew Brees, out for the next six weeks. Cam Newton is still in a walking boot right now. Probably he's, he's borderline even going to play this week. So... It's been pretty dirty, you know.
1: It's been tough. Yeah, <laughs> and let's it really talk about has. those three teams for a second, and the impact that you know you're going to see on the field, and how it's going to affect your fantasy. So let's start with the Steelers. I, for one, think that the backup quarterback is going to walk into the situation that they've been preparing for since they drafted him, knowing that Ben has been threatening retirement over the past couple of years. It's not like that. That you know they traded away their. Uh, third string quarterback for a reason, right? Because they knew that they had someone uh, that they're confident in. I don't think the team misses too much of a beat. I think different players probably will uh, be featured early on, players that he feels more comfortable passing to. But if you look at the you know, the distribution, like Juju was still at the top of the list. Vance McDonald saw a bump in, in regard to targets and, uh, of course, red zone targets. So I'd be excited if I were you, if, if you held on to him, um, you know, after his first week blunder, uh, but I think you're going to see you know weeks like uh, last week in the future for for Vance McDonald. Um, and you know that was a really strong late late round pick. If you if you uh, ended up with him, uh, running back wise, uh, even though Connor's banged up and not practicing, I think he plays um, he almost plays. the. I think he plays the same amount of snaps that he did last week. Yeah. Uh, of course, get Roster Samuels if you don't already have him. Like he's a must handcuff kind of a player. Like if if Connor does go down, Samuels is automatically a shoe and running back one because of his diverse playmaking ability. Um, but I, I really don't think anything changes. But um, what about the Saints, Brian? Like, how do you see the di- the dynamic of that Whoa, team changing? They,
0: I, you know, to be honest with you, that that's the team I wanted to talk to you about the most. I think there is more. Uh, fall back from that team simply because, all right, look. You have your boy Teddy Two Gloves, okay? Come in.
1: Teddy Two Gloves.
0: Teddy Two Gloves. It's been a while since we've talked about it's, this. Yeah, you
1: know? definitely been a while.
0: Um, and I think there's some talent there, but the thing is, He's not Drew Breeze. <laughs> I mean, he's
1: not. Yeah, I, and you saw that just when he came in Actual the game.
0: fact that he's not Drew Breeze. And your guys like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who everybody has been riding the last two years to fantasy championships, have now really taken a back seat for the next six weeks. You know, um, unless it happens. So, but my, my biggest. Um, My my biggest question is going to be Alvin Kamara because the fact that he is more of a pass catching back than a running back, and you get to the goal line, who are you going to plug in? Latavius Murray. I think honestly, with this team, the biggest bump as far as position players go is Latavius Murray. And I don't know,
1: Brian. I. I, 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 I I disagree I mean if you look at The stats from last year Even when Ingram was there Who is in my opinion A superior runner Than Latavius Murray At this stage of his career Like AK still had The majority of the goal line Chances Like he was a touchdown Maniac last year Right Like Scored I think Probably Second to Gurley Touchdown wise Like he was Just unbelievable In the red zone and, and I don't think that really changes just because he's got that special skill set. Like, he just has a nose and he finds the end zone. Um, but I, I, I am worried about the team overall, their, their offensive production. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily think that Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback.
0: You think it's going to be that other dude?
1: <laughs> Number seven.
0: Yeah, that big son of a that country sucker.
1: How fun would that be?
0: that's different definitely for, you know, for what Sean Payton's put out on the field for the last 10-12 years.
1: And the reason why I say that is because Payton came out uh, a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, and he said that he still hadn't made a decision on who the starting quarterback's going to be for week 3. So, I think there's a small chance that you're going to see both quarterbacks with a lot of playing time and potentially Teddy two gloves doesn't even get the start. It it hasn't been made official yet by the team. And, um, and so I think we might see some really crazy creative wrinkles that he's probably been working on for the past couple years since he's had him on the team. Like he's not new to the team, right? He's familiar with his skill sets, his weaknesses and his strengths. And I think with the skilled players around him, he might be able to to pull off some some really interesting things, like not unlike uh, you see with other dual threat quarterbacks. I mean, right. you've seen him be accurate in the past. You've also seen him, you know, miss on a couple throws, but he hasn't really had a lot of opportunities, like consistently, right? Mm. So, I don't know. I I really don't know what to make of it. I think you're right in general. I think that team obviously isn't as good with. You know, without Breeze at the helm, I mean, he's one of the—he's a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Oh, sure, ballot,
1: right? Like, I <laughs> mean, first—it's hard to replace that. It's encouraging that he didn't go on IR, but yeah. I don't—I I think that's just—I think they're just being hopeful, uh, to be honest with you. Like, if you watch the video, like his hand exploded when it hit that. Large defensive Aaron, lineman
0: Aaron Donald
1: Aaron Donald yeah, yeah. like it it looks really bad but Like not quite as bad as the ankle that exploded when uh who who went down this past week it was a backup quarterback for the Jets uh, was, you're talking um, about
0: Marcus Simeon
1: oh my goodness I was so mad at the like network after they played that in slow-mo like right after it happened I, I was not prepared for it, and they they cut right to it. Like so, there was almost no lead time at the beginning, and you couldn't help but just watch an ankle explode. It was really gross. It was uh, so it, you know he's done. Like he's not playing this year again. Like it's not happening. And that yeah. I mean, we didn't even mention him at the top of the show. Like that's gonna. They, they were already on their backup, and now they've got Lord knows trying to play football back there. Um, the Jets are gonna be bad for the first half of the year
0: <laughs> yeah
1: pretty easy call right Right. who was the third quarterback that you mentioned it was uh cam newton's after in a walking boot oh uh, <laughs> he's been a
0: horrible dude you know how many rushing yards he has this year in his first two games is it negative because that's what it feels you're like you're right it's negative two. two negative two i mean seriously dude <laughs> And he's got so many weapons around him, you know. It's not right. Yeah, it's pretty bad right now. And they play Arizona this week, so that's kind of a. It it should be a game where he should rebound if he's gonna play. I However, he's gonna play. I that's what I'm saying. He's still in a walking boot right now. I don't think he's gonna play either. You know. How he's he gonna play? It really brings down everybody except again. Yeah.
1: Everyone. McCaffrey. and i even think it brings down him like you saw after like cam you know yeah, was struggling he's still last week get in the end zone. it's arizona he thinks i mean arizona does have a really bad defense they're
0: horrible i'm sorry they are
1: it's been kyler
0: murray so far in arizona <laughs> it really has you're right
1: you're right if he gets past that first level he's gonna he's gonna get gone he's right, right?
0: gone he's so quick it's ridiculous
1: I'm just worried about the team keying on him 100% and how he handles that. I mean, he's on the field 100% of the snaps. You can't bench him. Like, he gets the most opportunity out of every single running back. Literally, like, you looked at those numbers today. It's unbelievable. He's the only one, only running back in the league right now that gets 100% of the snaps. Yep. And and carries. I mean. um, But that was it for quarterbacks, right? That was all the quarterbacks that went down? Yeah, I, I mean, so. for the
0: most part. I mean, you know, the ones that counted at least. So, um, you know, we got a couple of wide receivers. Michael Gallup out for the next two to four weeks after blowing yeah, that, up in week one. Huge game. You know, in what looks like the Cowboys are going to have a great offense. Uh, Tyrell Williams has got a hit pointer. It's a question to play this week against Kansas City. So...
1: That know. makes that team really one-dimensional. Like it really does. He, it really
0: they're does. They're
1: in trouble if he doesn't play. Uh, they're as gonna as, lose no matter what. But as it's far as be running ugly. backs,
0: David Devin Singletary from the Buffalo Bills.
1: I know. He's got a hamstring pull. It's yeah, bad apparently. He's and I want to
0: talk about that a little bit later as we uh I guess let's just go ahead and move into boom bus because okay. this week. We're talking about players that you've been disappointed in all year that are gonna boom this week. Um, I'm gonna start from the quarterback position, as always. Jameis Winston, all right, yeah, <laughs> he's playing the Giants this week, okay. Um, the Giants have allowed 291 yards and 28 plus fantasy points to the quarterback position for the first couple of weeks this year. Look, Mike Evans has <laughs> it's been disappointing. Um, O.J. Howard I it is it, kind of a disarray. I think I think honestly Arians gets it right this week against a team that is completely inept at football right now. And I'm talking about the Giants, okay? <laughs> well, I look, even more so than Tampa Bay. This is going to be a barn burner in the sense that somebody's going to run away with this game. And I pick the home team in uh, Jameis Winston. So he's
1: got to connect with Michael Evans at some point, you know. He's got to connect. You don't think Daniel Jones is going to, like, show him how to do his job? You know what?
0: Honestly, I expect a good game from him as well. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be one of those games that's, like, it's one or the other, or it it just flat out could be – it's a barn burner, okay? We're talking about – two teams in week 3 that are going to be non relevant or um, by week 10, you know. Yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah. For I, me this week I I look at Jameis Winston to really take a step up because of who he has surrounded him. OJ Howard, I don't know what's going on with that situation,
1: dude. He got a donut I, last week.
0: Yeah, it, well, I, we're talking two weeks in a row where he's just sucked a hind tit. I mean, yeah. seriously, I, he's horrible. He's horrible. Yeah, and as a fantasy player, and he should be it, with this class of tight ends right now. Should be a top five, sure. With the his skill there. set,
1: yeah. I mean, if you if you look at um, Data, though, he hasn't been playing well. And, and I mean, it's just the stats don't lie. He hasn't actually been playing well. And the coach called him out um, right after, after week two that, you know, he could play better. Yep. Um, and then a couple days ago, you know, after, you know, fans and media um, complained that he wasn't, you know, getting the looks that he needs to actually perform on the field, which is a good argument, coach came out and said he's going to get his balls. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he does get his balls and uh, does something with them. But um, as of right now, like, I, I was looking for opportunities to bench him, trying to find a replacement. But it's difficult against a bad D, you know, when you have that kind of talent level
0: and yeah. opportunity.
1: He's on the field a lot. Yep. But it's hard to look past a donut. Like, oh, sh- Um, All right, so what's next on the list for Boom Bust?
0: Running backs, and I'm going to go with a veteran. A veteran of the league who started this year very poorly in his first two games, Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman has had 12 PPR points in his last two games. It's bad. Okay. Um, They're playing Indianapolis this week. All right, and look, that's the thing, though, Chris, is this is why I'm choosing him. This has to be the game that he has to turn it around. He's playing Indianapolis this week. Indianapolis has surrendered mega points against Austin Eckler in week one and Derrick Henry in week two. Both running backs scored a touchdown. Both running backs had a great game. They are very weak on the front. Right now, their defensive front. And right now, I know I know, Freeman's only averaging a little over two yards of carry, but this Bad. has to be the game. This has to be the game for him to take a step up, you know? Or Not he to mention, well, Exactly, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's going to get benched, and this is, you know, you need to pick up Ido Smith right now if you haven't already because— yep. This, for me, this is the final test for Devontae Freeman.
1: This I is agree the final you.
0: test. You know the coaches and have to, to expect. Not to, him to mention blow up. on Indy's defense, their their top linebacker, their standout linebacker is out with a concussion this week. So we we're talking about he is set up for success this week if he becomes the ball player he was three years ago, two years ago. Right.
1: So, right, I agree. So the um, stage is set for him to prove, like, to everyone that he's got gas left. Otherwise, Ito right. Smith looks good on the field, and they're yep. just gonna say, "I'm sorry, yep. we need to win football games." Yep. Um, I'm with you. I, I've actually rostered him wherever I had an empty uh, or a loose bench spot, you know, with someone that I wasn't um, committed to uh, for the the long term. Like Ito Smith, he's running his butt off, and I, I like sophomore running backs. It's usually sophomore running backs. Are the ones that end up, you know, taking that next step and being that guy if they're not drafted high and already like in the first round as a rookie, right? Um, let's talk about some other running backs uh, real quick since you you just did a running back bust and we didn't touch on this injury and I think it's an important one. The Kansas City Chiefs backfield is a big mess right now with injuries. Um, we we have both Shady and Williams potentially out this week. I mean, they say Shady's knee doesn't have, like, actual structural damage, but he still had to go get an MRI on it. Like, he's not, and he didn't practice, right? I mean, like, what, do you think it's Darwin Thompson time?
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) You think Shady's going to play?
0: Uh. Well, no, I mean, it, it, honestly, I, it doesn't matter who's in the backfield right now. You have Patrick Mahomes.
1: Right, and but there's, l- no, there's no, no. still double-digit
0: targets. Exactly. You're talking about Kelsey, what Sammy Watkins did in week one, what uh, Robinson, who I don't know who the hell this guy is, and, and the rookie He's, they yeah. drafted, and Miko Hartman, what they did last week, they have too many weapons right now. They have too many weapons. For me, it doesn't matter if Damian Williams or LaShawn McCoy play. I'm not starting any of them because I can't trust them. The only two guys from the Chiefs offense I'm starting is Mahomes and Kelsey. That's it. Watkins because of what he did in week one. All right? But you can't. This is just a team that is so loaded. It is so loaded. You hate second-guessing yourself. You know?
1: I... I I honestly just want a piece of it however I can get it. I think Mahomes can support all those characters. Like he's that good, man. I really think no, he's that good. He is. He is. But we'll see. I think this week will be really telling. I honestly think McCoy is going to end up playing and he'll probably get like 60% if if not more of the snaps and I think it'll be like a really good week three play against Baltimore's D that has looked surprisingly soft this year. In regard to, um, you know, big plays, and who knows? Darwin Thompson might show something. He was drafted, not low. I mean, what was he, a third rounder? Yeah. That's, uh, that's nothing to shake a stick at exactly. uh, for the running back position. Uh, all right, so who's your, your bust for the next position? Uh, Well, my
0: boom for the next position is a wide receiver. Oh, we're on to booms. Yeah, no, we've been on booms. It's a wide receiver. Kenny Galladay facing Philadelphia. Philadelphia has been actually pretty weak against uh, the wide receivers this year. You think about week one when Tyler McLaurin, the rookie from the Redskins, had a huge game last week. Uh, Julio Jones and Calvary have had big games. The red, only the Redskins have given up more points for the wide receiver position than the Eagles. And look, Kenny Galladay, is, he's established himself as the number one in Detroit. He had a he's good, good game football. last week against the Chargers. Against yeah. the Chargers, what he put up. He put up 25.7 last week in PPR. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. He's going to do the same this week, if not more, against Philadelphia. They're, look, they're going to Philadelphia. It's going to be a hard game to play in Philadelphia, but at the same time... His the fans are the, the worst. Well, the, the Lions don't have a, a tight <laughs> end that you could trust uh, right now. They're still kind of up in the air with Hawkinson and, and whatnot. He's good. on Johnson has not had a couple of good games yet. Kenny Galladay coming. is, no, it's coming. I believe that. I believe that. But against Philadelphia, against a team who is allowing the second most points of the uh, wide receiver position, I look at Galladay is uh, having a great week this week. He is a must start anywhere.
1: I agree. Well, I mean, how do you feel about your boy TJ?
0: TJ. You
1: can't, TJ, the rookie tight end, Hawkinson, oh, he the had a Hawkinson. down second week. No, he had a down yeah.
0: second week. And, but, well, Philadelphia is actually pretty, go- uh, pretty tough against the tight ends at home. So, for me, no, I'm not starting him either. Not this week.
1: Yeah. He had a tough week, too. I, if you're desperate, like, might float him in there. I wouldn't start him over O.J. Howard.
0: Not this week, no.
1: It might be the last week I say that, but let's hope not, right?
0: <laughs> right. So uh, as far as my tight ends booming this week, it's Evan Ingram. Look. Yes. Okay. So Evan Ingram is playing Tampa Bay. Daniel Jones is getting the start at quarterback. You know, what do they do? They usually, you know, check down to the tight end, right?
1: Tight end, Evan baby. Ingram
0: is already second in, in the league at the tight end position with targets. Okay. So he's obviously become a huge part of this offense, you know, besides Saquon Barkley because they don't have a lot of receivers. You know, Golden Tate's not coming back. Struggling Shepard hasn't played yet. Um, But right now, going against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has allowed the third most uh, yards to tight ends this year. So Evan Ingram is going to be PPR monster this week.
1: I agree. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'm. I'm going to move forward one more, and I'm going to do a flex this week. Okay. Never done a flex before, but a guy that I want to start my flex position this week is Frank Gore, going against Cincinnati. Um,
1: What? What? Uh, It's just. uh, I know. I enjoy the fact that Frank Gore.
0: Is so is old, still being he's talked still about. Doing it. I know it's unbelievable. It's it's crazy, man. Like, this guy is just look, he only averaged three and a half yards per carry last week, but he still averaged three and a half yards. You multiply that times three, it's a first down. So, and he's he's standing scored. still. Um, Devin Singletary, the rookie that they you know, that got in it, it basically. He's the guy that I'm putting in my flex this week, if I have him anywhere, if Devin Singletary is not healthy enough to play. They're playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the absolute worst this year against the running backs. Look, I know we're only two games in, <coughs> but it just goes to show Cincinnati's front line is very weak. Frank Gore can pound three and a half every time he gets a weak front line, so... Um, more than likely, we'll get a goal line carry and, you know, for a flex player, I'll start Frank Gore anytime.
1: Uh, so a flex player I want to talk about is scary Terry McLaurin. I know he's playing the bears this week, right? Which destroy offenses. But I really think he's the only person on the field that is getting meaningful targets and catching the ball and doing anything for that offense. That's not a dump off to a running back, uh, uh, Chris Thompson.
0: Uh, Case Keenum's still your quarterback.
1: I realize that, and and I agree. Like his ceiling isn't the ceiling of Hollywood Brown, for example, right? But <laughs> if you if you look at his points over the last two weeks He had 23 points Week, week one, one against that Eagles defense right. And then he had 17 fantasy points In PPR against Dallas Which doesn't have a bad defense Right? Mm-hmm. He had five catches, 62 yards And a touchdown On six, I'm sorry, nine targets Week one he had seven targets He had nine targets week two I think Chicago He kind of maintains that increase in targets i think he gets double digit targets week three uh because chicago is going to make it so difficult to run against and because ab looks like finally he's hit a wall yeah um they're running chris thompson more than they're giving ab the ball they he was an active week one like the AP? team obviously thinks he's done ap did i say ab
0: yeah
1: uh adrian peterson um I really think that they're going to fail at running the ball that Chicago is going to punch them in the mouth, get up early on the scoreboard and they're going to have to pass for the whole game. And I realize his ceiling isn't massive, but I think you put him in your flex and you're happy with the floor being double digit points, right? Which is an excellent floor to have. Um, And you know, if he nails another touchdown, you're you're gonna you're gonna be really happy uh he scored a touchdown in each week this week I think he gets another one in Chicago Reed's not gonna be playing this week he's questionable but he's had like 30 concussions like I'd be surprised if he's like back on the field already um right I think he has an extended absence but you you never know even if he does play I, I still think that that uh, Scary Terry is a solid, solid flex play. and I have him in a flex in quite a number of my leagues um, this week, even against a tough Chicago D. All right. All right. So uh, other than that, I mean, you want to go to to do the bus? Okay. We're doing the the bus. bus.
0: And this week at quarterback, you know, look, the Red Rocket has started off very well this year. He's second in passing yards, but Andy Dalton is playing the Bills this week, and that offense is really kind of, kind of without it with no AJ Green, you know. Um, They've been
1: doing okay.
0: Okay, are you kidding me? Mixon has sucked a hind tit like a. Uh, okay, I want to talk about him later. So, Mixon has really been horrible, but. John Ross, besides his week one performance, the team has not done so well. You know, Andy Dalton, yeah, he's second in passing yards right now, but it's Andy Dalton, and they're playing the Bills. The Bills have a good defense this week. Um, They've only allowed, like, 23 fantasy points to quarterback so far this year. So far. I They're an elite want, defense. They exactly. That's what I'm saying. Andy Dalton gets stymied by this crap. You know, this is like a 13-14 kind of game or 17-14 kind of game.
1: I agree. But, you I know, agree. there's
0: nothing that's gonna stand out. Nothing for me that wants to start him against the Bills. So, anyways, Andy Dalton's one of my busts this week. Um, I'm going to move on to the running back position real quick. It's Philip Lindsay going against Green Bay. Uh, so far this year, he's been a disappointment. And as of last week, he hasn't even timeshare with Royce Freeman. Uh, Green Bay has improved their defensive front immensely. They're a better defense. Amazingly. Yeah, they're a better defense than they have been, even though Diamond Cook went off last week, like i said, saying. Um, I like Green Bay at home. Playing against an inept uh, Denver team. And if they're going to have to rely on the run game, I just don't see it. You know, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, like I said, they're splitting, you know, they're splitting uh, time right now. I can't rely on either one. So, um, wide receivers, though, bust this week. There is a bunch of them. A bunch, a bunch. I'm talking about Corey Davis. Oh, <sighs> Probably should He's drop a him right bust, now. Bro. Yeah, um, Deadey Westbrook. Since you Nick Foles so? went, yeah, since Nick Foles went down, well, it, it, the Jaguars got that other guy, that that Charks guy, who. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he looks good. Yeah, well, and they, we'll they are playing I mean, Tennessee. We'll Tennessee's D's for real.
0: Yeah, they are. Um, you know, in, in Jarvis Landry. Come on, man. There's again another team with too many weapons, you know, team, you know, players you can't rely on like you used to before. Uh, but for me, this week, this week, Chris, my bust is Josh Gordon.
1: <laughs> I agree. Um, he
0: That's only had, easy one for me. Well, he only had five targets this week or last week, excuse me, yeah. I Since Antonio Brown came along. Man, just things have shifted, dude. Think about it. Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, those are your top three wide receivers. That's a pretty good wide-out set, right?
1: Yeah, I know who's getting the ball, though. A.B. You're right.
0: If you're looking at the running back position between Michelle and White, Frick, man. There's just there there are just too many people to go around. There's just too many people to rely on right now that um for me if if the game plan sticks the way it did last week and you know look, they're playing at home, they're playing the Jets, they always play well against the Jets. If they score early and often, which they should Unless Josh Gordon has a piece of that at the beginning, yeah, I'm I'm fading him this week. There's just too much going on at home.
1: Yeah, I, I think he doesn't really get the targets. He's just a far inferior wide receiver to arguably two other people on the field. So yeah. it's just not it's just not fair for him. Uh, he's he's not going to get the looks. Uh, you're. Luckily, no one probably drafted him early this year. Uh, as long as the AB's on the field, he's second fiddle, if not third.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. So let's go to bus tight end. Uh, for me, this was an easy one. It's Eric Ebron. He's touchdown dependent. He caught one last yeah. week, but he only had four targets. And apparently, Atlanta has actually been pretty tough the last two years. Uh, he gets a tight end position. They've only allowed nine touchdowns versus a tight end position in the last 34 games. But, look, Jack Doyle seeing over 70% of the field. Eric Ebron's only, like, what what is it, 46? I, I don't know. Uh, this week, he's somebody I'm going to avoid, you know, a touchdown-dependent kind of guy unless he meets the end zone. I'm done with him.
1: Could you start either one of them, though? Oh,
0: I'd start uh, start Doyle in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah. Because it's it's Jacoby Brissett, who, young guy, who is still trying to be up and coming, and the fact that Doyle knows his uh, assignments, he'll at least get a few more looks than uh, Ebron.
1: Yeah, big target, shorthands. You're probably right.
0: So, anyways, so that's it for Boomer Bus this week. Um, what do you got next?
1: Well, we kind of already talked about flex players. Um, you know, let's talk about, so I usually also do a bench player, someone that I want to be sure that I roster on my bench uh, because there's a chance that they're going to blow up, but it's the risk is too high for me to feel confident about playing them. Um, so what I want to I want to talk about actually a, a couple of players. Uh, one of them is Chris Thompson. Chris I, Thompson. Go go ahead.
0: No, I, I mean, I just passed him up when uh, when you were saying that I was like, I was like, oh, this might be a guy.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he's playing. All right, so they're playing the Bears. You don't start any running back against the Bears. They just eat people alive on that defensive line. But Chris Thompson is getting more playing time than Adrian Peterson and more snaps. They're actually having him run the ball um, instead of just catching it. Um I It's not a lot of runs yet. He only had three week one, two week two, but he's on the field and running down during running down, uh, snaps, uh, more so than Adrian Peterson. And I think, I I think they're just kind of trying to be careful with him. Um, but I think against teams like the giants, Miami, which is coming up, um, Minnesota, all those teams could, you know, be run on. And I think that Chris Thompson uh, possibly starting in week four is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm definitely not playing him against the Bears. But yeah. if he's able, if he still gets the same kind of snap count usage against the Bears where he's on the field, like more than any other running back, I'm totally putting him in I mean, a flex against the Giants. Yeah. And then you don't have to, you know, pay for him. Um Cause Lord knows there's going to be more injuries next week. And um, <laughs> if he's still standing, he'll be a solid flex play. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's one, one player I've got on my bench right now that I'm kind of excited about. Another player I have to mention, a wide receiver. I already talked about running back is David Moore. He's uh, been practicing for the last week and a half. Um, all signs point that he will come off of the bench. Uh, he was injured or, and then had surgery and it looks like he's finally healthy. Uh, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver three, people are saying, but I honestly think he slides back into that wide receiver two position. D, I mean, Metcalf has had good games, um, but I think Lockett's natural position is probably in the slot, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And I think David Moore is put so, on the outside. So,
0: how does that stand for uh, DK Metcalf? They're big. They're big. They're a big rookie.
1: Yeah, I, I think David Moore is a more polished wide receiver, honestly. And I think that you'll probably see, not week three, not next week, which is why I'm not playing him. Um, but by week four, you're going to see him on the field more often than Metcalf. Metcalf, I think, is going to be relegated to, you know, three receiver sets, and David Moore is going to be. More so an every down player Um, And it's just Because he's been on the team Longer and uh, He's got you know more of An established rapport with Russell Wilson And I think he's just a more polished route runner I think David Moore Is an excellent person to put on your bench Right now Uh, see how He comes back from that surgery in week Three against a Depleted New Orleans offense who's going to be Like low morale for sure um, playing away. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I would be excited about having him on my bench and watching, watching how, how that plays out. Um, he's probably free on waivers everywhere right now. Um, and you can add him if you've got a thin bench or somebody in the IR. Uh, so those are really my two, my two bench stashes, uh, that I, that I really wanted to talk about. um, yeah. I don't know, Brian. You got somebody on your bench you're excited about seeing how it develops.
0: Uh, not at the moment, no. I mean, right now everything's kind of played out the way it has. A few injuries, the starters, the backups. Now it's it's really the next few weeks are trying to find that waiver dig, that you know, that that player that's I don't know, just up and coming. So. Yeah. yeah,
1: I would hoard rookie running backs at this point. You know, with yeah. all the injuries that are happening, yep. you don't want to have a rookie running back floating out there. Um, go snatch him and, uh, and and drop whatever kind of deep flyer wide receiver you may have. Because if the wide receiver is going to do something, they would have done it by this year. I mean, pretty right. much. I mean, or, or you would have seen some kind of indication on the field. It's very rare that you have a situation like we do with the Chiefs, where somebody who's not even like seeing the playing field and Demarcus Robinson all of a sudden becomes a wide receiver too, right? right. Like that's just that's just not going to happen uh, probably for the rest of the season. Right. Um, so so yeah, go get go get those running backs. They're the most they're the hottest and most valuable commodity right now on uh, on waivers, hundred oh. percent. Brian, do you have any final thoughts?
0: No, I don't ever think. I try not to at least
1: alright have a good week and uh, we'll see you for week four baby
0: y'all be good
1: y'all be good